Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show where we're talking about our health, where we are talking about being free of disease, where we are talking about looking good and feeling good, living longer and living stronger. Welcome to the Health and Sexy Show, a show meant for health conscious men and women of all ages, men and women of all ages who wish to learn more about their health and take better control of it. A show meant for anyone who is at risk for or suffers from chronic disease. And a show meant for anyone who wishes to help a family member or others who are at risk for or suffer from a chronic disease. Welcome to our second season, episode one. My gosh, I could not believe my eyes when I noticed that the last episode of season one was recorded over one year ago. On February 1st, 2022, to be, ex- to be exact, it is an incredible reminder of how fast time can pass you by and how much you can miss out on or fail to produce if you are not taking conscious advantage of what is a well-prioritized plan. It's been a long while, but as always, if you have suggestions or would like to hear more on a particular topic, Direct message me on Instagram at SeanFit50. That's Instagram at S-E-A-N-F-I-T-5-0. I really appreciate your comments and feedback. And if you're wondering where I've been, I spent the last year in a transformation phase working to establish the Carewell Weight and Wellness Clinic among the best out there. I sold my gym. That's right, y'all. I sold Grind Anytime Gym, but I maintained the brand. And this was somewhat heartbreaking, but necessary to free up the time and resources to work on other endeavors. And by the way, I am not done with the gym business. Myself and my business partner, Dr. Charon Donker, who you can follow on Instagram at DonkerMD. That's Instagram at D-O-N-K-O-R-M-D. Have really refined a comprehensive program process and strategy for real success in terms of weight loss and wellness. Check out the website at www.carewellweightandwellness.com. I hope that everyone has been doing well during my hiatus. I was happy to get the updates and see people were still downloading episodes of the Health and Sexy Show podcast. Thank you for your support and staying engaged. Because of this, I'm back for a new season and an even longer run before my next year long break. I'm just joking. I'm pumped about today's episode because I haven't spent the last year lounging and relaxing. I've remained in the health and wellness trenches and have developed a remarkable set of skills and repertoire in terms of caring for patients who are working to lose excess weight and live healthier and more fit lifestyles. To me, the only thing harder than this is quitting smoking and not starting back up. I like to joke and say it's easier to give up crack than it is to stop smoking or lose excess weight and keep it off. Behavioral modification remains the foundation, the bedrock of weight loss and wellness, and there are additional tools, medications, and weight loss surgery that do a superb job of augmenting your efforts. That is, if you're putting forth one, as in elementary school mathematics and multiplication, any number multiplied by zero equals zero. So if you are giving a zero effort, no matter how good the tool may be, you will get a zero return. Keep that in mind. In the last episode of season one, we took an in-depth look at the obesity epidemic 
that continues to plague our nation. Shocking numbers show that there has been a 300% increase in the prevalence of obesity from the years of 1980 to 2018, and this trend is not changing. And the fact that this data point may be the result of as little as a 100-calorie daily excess over time is quite astonishing. And you know, we didn't always have to worry about our weight. Our bodies were basically built in a way that would sustain us at a healthy, ideal weight because they were built to work best in an environment where high levels of physical activity were necessary to secure food, shelter, and transportation, and one in which food wasn't consistently available, and also one in which there were not many opportunities to splurge on calorie-dense goodies, you know, like the starchy carbs, the sweets, and the fatty foods. I mentioned in the last episode that parasitic infections were more prominent and may have played a significant role as well by reducing the absorption of calories from the foods we had, we had eaten. Blame him, human ingenuity. Blame human resilience for the obesity epidemic as obesity likely began to be more prevalent with the advent of agriculture, which occurred about 12,000 years ago. This led to the first food surpluses and a sedentary lifestyle. To go along with that, there was the explosion of calorie-dense, inexpensive, convenient, highly palatable processed foods that, whose development uh, that development was driven by war and feeding millions of hungry soldiers. And this has also, like I said, been a primary contributor to the obesity epidemic. In a nutshell, widespread adoption of multiple technological innovations has succeeded in making it much easier to overeat and under-exercise. A healthy weight can no longer be left to our biology, but requires a conscious effort to eat less and to be physically active. Human ingenuity and resilience played important roles in the onset of the obesity epidemic, and they play an even more important role in the development of the tools and weapons to fight our rising tide of adiposity. We don't have to exert energy at work or to secure our food and shelter. Hey, <laughs> no problem. We've come up with exercise and dozens of ways to engage in it. Overabundance of calorie-dense and highly palatable foods. Again, y'all, no problem. We have come up with behavioral and mindfulness therapies along with medication therapies that effectively suppress our appetite and cause us to feel satisfied sooner. We have weight loss surgical procedures as well that do a much better job at this than any medication currently available. Hey, no parasites to suck the nutrients and calories from our guts and cause malabsorption. No problem again. We have a medication that can do that as well and a weight loss surgical procedure that bypasses part of the small intestine and is the gold standard for weight loss surgery. Regardless of the tool chosen, the foundation of weight loss remains permanent behavior change. And this is permanent behavior change surrounding what you eat and what you do. Prescription weight loss medication or weight loss surgery can be added as adjuncts to augment weight loss to augment and accentuate our efforts. The most innovation in weight loss today has actually been seen in the realm of the weight loss medications. And to give you a little history, the oldest weight loss medication out there is Phentermine. It was approved in 1959. This is a well-studied and well-known and safe appetite suppressant. The most recent weight loss medication to be approved is semaglutide. 
the darling of the weight loss industry. You know, TikTok and movie stars have made this medication quite widely known. And this has re resulted in shortages. And it's also a medication that's very hard to get insurance approval to acquire. It, and it's very expensive without insurance approval. So again, semaglutide was approved in 2021 as a weight loss medication and its once weekly medication made it superior to his older brother, liraglutide, which was a, a once a day injection, similar class of medication. And also, instead of the 5 to 10% weight loss noted with liraglutide, people who used semaglutide, actually about 40% of the people who used semaglutide lost up to 20% of their body weight, so making this medicine far more superior. And uh, this marked the beginning of a new era in weight loss treatment. The explosion and the shortage of the semaglutide has resulted in a subsequent explosion and wide availability of compounded or custom versions of this medication. And a lot of people may or may not know what a compounded medication is, but they are made from FDA-approved ingredients medications but the fda has not approved or supervised the process by which the custom drug is formulated compounded medications they are not new and they are used by doctors and veterinary offices every day and as well as hospitals and especially if they need a different dose of a medication or they want certain allergens removed that may be bothersome or harmful to a patient so how do these medications work. So semaglutide is a GLP-1 or a glucagon-like peptide type 1 agonist. It triggers a sense of fullness and slows the release of food from the stomach. And when combined with a healthy eating regimen and exercise, once weekly injections of semaglutide cause weight loss. Semaglutide shots are given in the, given in the fatty part of the upper thigh, belly area, or arm. Weight loss drugs like semaglutide may be appropriate for individuals with the body mass index or BMI. This is a rough estimate of body fat of 27 or greater within obesity-related health issues such as diabetes or hypertension, high blood pressure, or high cholesterol. Also, in people who have a body mass index of 30 or greater without an obesity-related health condition. Again, commercial semaglutide is quite expensive and in short supply. And on top of that, it's often not covered by health insurance. This is why semaglutide has been a popular alternative. And this is why the Federal Drug Agency approves compounding of drugs under certain circumstances. Semaglutide isn't a therapy that is meant for everyone. So ensure if you're interested in it, discuss more with your health care provider to determine your candidacy. And make sure you call your health insurance company to determine if you are covered and how much this medication will cost you um, for a one-month supply. Despite being a transformational weight loss therapy, semaglutide likely is just the beginning of a new wave of medications that target the receptors that affect hunger and satisfaction with eating. A little brother of semaglutide, known as terzepatide, has been around for a few years as a diabetes treatment and is expected to be approved for weight loss in the near future. Terzepatide doesn't just act on the GLP-1 receptors, but also on the GIP or the gastric inhibitory polypeptide receptors to further trigger that sense of fullness 
and may even increase the activity of fat-burning enzymes. Studies have shown that 20% of weight loss is achieved with up to 57% of people who took this medication in studies, making it superior to semaglutide. And guess what? There are even more potent weight loss medicines under development that target even more hormone receptors that are being investigated. So I'll finish this segment with to be continued. And now, y'all, you know, it's time for my favorite part of the show. Damn, he is healthy. Don't be fooled when you see him on the golf court chomping on a cigar because he was and still is a force to be reckoned with. He won a college championship at the University of North Carolina. He's an Olympic gold medalist and a six-time NBA champion with Chicago Bulls. He now is the majority owner of an NBA team and the best-known shoe brand in the world. I'm talking about the global cultural icon, the GOAT. He is the professionally beautiful. Looking and being healthy are part of his job description. I'm talking about the 60-year-old baller Michael Jeffrey Jordan. A wellness quote from his airness. The key to success is failure. These are simple yet mighty words. Failure and disappointment are part of every journey. It's how we respond to failure that determines if we learn those lessons and resilience that carry us to success or give up in despair and wither away into nothingness. Remember that being sexy ain't easy. This is Sean Fit 50. Happy to be back. And as always, it's been my pleasure. Thank you. And I'm out.